Uh, happy 420, uh, my fellow Americans. We're here at the uh, Barack Obama uh, Ask Play podcast. Uh, now that I'm not in the White House, I uh, have plenty of time to just do a lot of butt play stuff with my wife, Michelle. Not under the uh, stress and parameters of, you know, being a world leader. And now I get to enjoy, uh, you know, the full extent of uh, male pleasure. And, uh, you know, my wife, Michelle, and I have been experimenting with the, uh, the wider variety of uh, dildos, such as the Bad Dragon brand. Uh, you know, we like to uh, experiment. Uh, Game of Thrones is more popular than it's ever been. You see, you see those dragons, and you just start thinking, uh, you know, what, what would it be like to, uh, you know, have sex with a dragon? And uh, Michelle's very, very generous, obliging, and she, she, uh, she has multiple talents, not just a uh, great uh, oracle and uh, facilitator, and uh, yeah, she just pegs the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I would one hundred percent listen to that podcast. I, I'm prepared too. to listen to a full two hour podcast of just that. Like I, seriously, I, I need the highest Patreon tier for whatever whatever Obama's putting out with that. Yeah, I'm paying fifty a month for that. The question is, is it one of the bad dragons or does it lays the eggs? Oh, I was shit. thinking like the Yoni <laughs> eggs are involved somehow. Mm. Like maybe Obama is experimenting with those. One way or the, the other. goop ones, yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't think I. I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow has anything to do with Bad Dragon right now. But they could collaborate. <laughs> it's soon. only a matter of time. It yeah. could be a pretty good move. But yeah, so um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's another holiday episode. Uh, two consecutive holiday episodes. It is uh four twenty April twentieth. The the weed number day. The holy day. The holy day. And tomorrow's Easter, which I feel like must be affiliated somehow. Jesus was murdered on Friday. He's smoking up today, and he will rise again. Tomorrow. He will rise. Good Friday, weed Saturday. <laughs> he's, uh, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. <laughs> Hotboxing yeah. the mausoleum. No, no, he's in the cave. He's just like fucking, he's vaping, he's doing resin, he's hitting his bomb. He has, he has a, <laughs> a fat like, roar, yeah. just a... <laughs> A fucking Collection. sick dab. Yeah, he's dabbing the fuck out of. Dude, that Jesus, shit. I didn't know you had a roar, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like me in like 2011 in college, like walking into my neighbor Jesus's house to buy like a, a dime bag. Dude, yeah. have you been to Jesus's dorm? He has a roar, dude. <laughs> yeah. The Roman guards, it's are, fucking holy. The, Ro- the Roman guards are like, "Yo, dude, can I like sneak in there like for a hit?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, dude, it's fine." Totally. It's like, and they're dude, like, they're like, "Sorry about all that shit that happened yesterday." And he's like, "No, it's totally." Children. He's like pouring care. the bong into like glasses, and you're like, "What are you doing?" And it's like suddenly wine. He's like, "Drink up, motherfucker!" But it's still the it's still the shit, and they're just drinking. They're like, "Oh, it's so good!" And they're just like, it's, "They're like, drinking his hints of resin." Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little woody. Yeah, woody, smoky. Mm-hmm. That's very important. I can taste the soil, yeah. but it's actually just like resin. The yeah. Jesus tannins. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's four twenty. Um, 
you know, blaze up everybody. Hashtag blaze it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we have a we have a guest on the show today. Another guest. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Jensen from Corey in the Abyss on Instagram. Uh, he did that wonderful intro for y'all. Um, welcome, Jensen. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming. Yeah. First off, and also it's very exciting. We're doing another holiday episode because in a lot of podcasts, that means that we record the episode earlier and release it on the holiday. Mm-hmm. But in this one, we record it on the holiday and we release it when you don't even care anymore. Exactly, right. which, which I think I is think very is, important. You know, I think it's fair for four twenty as a holiday for you to get it a week later. You know, yeah, sure, so. definitely reflects mm-hmm. the true spirit of the holiday. And it's also, I guess, an Easter type holiday because it's the resurrection of the the podcast. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Which that. take that from somebody that has no ties to Christianity whatsoever. Did it die for a week? Did it die? Uh, we'll see. We'll watch the engagement this week. We'll see if it <laughs> dies so and then comes back. Oh, the episode went up on Wednesday and it's a Saturday now, so that's three days. Three days. That's so. is that the number? The magic three days. Yeah, Jesus it is, number. Yeah. True. It's the Jesus number. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I uh, like I the said, no, moment. no knowledge of any um, uh, of any theology mm-hmm. or anything like that. I just, you know, it's it's a chill story. It's like Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah, you know, very or, true. The uh, I'm Game excited of for Peter Jackson's The Bible. Wait, is that a thing? Uh, no, but it could be. <laughs> oh, Peter Jackson's The Bible. Damn, that could be actually pretty fucking epic. Yeah, there's some pretty uh, hardcore shit in the Bible. If you know. If you're if you if you unravel it from the right wing ideology that's uh, you know intertwined with Christianity, uh, there's some cool stories in there. Care to elaborate on a favorite or two? Um, Job is pretty crazy. Job. Yeah, have you heard of Job? No. Okay. It's like an Arrested Development thing. Job Rogan. Job Rogan. Job, I can't remember the entire story off the top of my head, but basically um, God and the devil uh the devil's like oh yeah you know this guy over here job like he says he's he he worships you but like i bet i can get him to stop mm-hmm. and god's like all right cool go for it and so the devil like murders his family like ruins his life basically Petty. like over Petty. several <laughs> years just like ruins his life and job is a real head and uh never gives up a hope so it's a very inspiring story to people who are um completely uh, ground to the bone. Uh, it, re- it reminds me of like like the fuck fuck Jerry movement, <laughs> where it's like Job is Elliot Treble or whatever, and then like <laughs> Meg Wright, who's like leading the movement on Twitter, is yeah. like the devil. Like I'm gonna punish exactly punish you yeah. for all these sins you've committed. Yes, right, exactly. And then everyone that sticks with fuck Jerry uh, goes to heaven. That's true, and that Which, and that also is in the Bible. Right, that's very fair. <laughs> um, the uh, the new Bible, the, the new, digital Bible, yeah, Bible two, if you will, the Bible, Bible two, the Bible two, yeah. H- when is that HD remaster? It comes loaded into <laughs> your Bible. Kindle, yeah. your Kindle. Uh, yeah, I heard that's a PS five exclusive. <laughs> yeah, Bible two. I'm yeah. excited to play 8K that. Eight K resolution, rated M for mature. <laughs> I would fuck with that. I, I don't even game, and I would, I would, I would t- turn on. Yeah, a Bible game, but it was like God of War and shit. Yeah. All the Old Testament metal shit that happens. It's already got the word God in it. Yeah, just hey. it's just God. <laughs> Simple, easy transition. <laughs> Can't wait. Wow. I do want to. I want to quickly loop back. I think that Hotbox the Mausoleum 
would probably be a very popular 2005 Young Lean song. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, hands down. I could I could see that being a thing. Yeah, it's like a sad yeah. boy vibe. It definitely is. It definitely has the sad boy. It, vibe. it sounds to me like like a watch the throne like kanye line it kind of does yeah Hat backs the mazoline <laughs> yeah watch like, the throne is fucking sick <laughs> i mean it's a shame the second one ain't coming no because they don't fuck with each other anymore yeah they got mm. into a fight oh well they got into a fight jay-z and kanye they don't yeah they don't mm. they don't vibe. i don't remember that is it recent uh, no. like in the past like year or two yeah i feel like it's been ongoing mm-hmm. i don't know um, it's become more fractured and strained and it's played out publicly and it's just like really hard to watch. I mean, like most of Kanye's relationships as of recently. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, it's unfortunate. Genius, you know. You really see. I stand everything. Kanye. Yeah, me too. I, I fucking, do too. I definitely will listen to everything. Like, he's yeah. worn Confederate flags and I stand him. He, he put Confederate f- flags on his merchandise. Yeah, on his like bombers. Like, Wait, really? I yeah, he did. That. It was for like a, I feel like it was the Pablo tour or the tour before that, the Jesus. Jesus tour. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a while ago then. Yeah. That was, well, that was before he kind of went full Trump. Full MAGA. So there might, there might've been a little bit of irony there, yeah. but, uh, there still slopes. might be some irony. There still might be. Yeah. It's hard to see, hard to say what's yeah. up. Hard to say. I don't yeah, know. I think I very think cool Kanye. Kanye Kanye's, he's an accelerationist. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> Maybe he could accelerate his uh, Yandi album. Yeah, <laughs> we're all waiting. I will say, <laughs> we've seen that, the art. It's like kind of earlier, but that like Instagram thing of him playing the like piano when the people were singing, that was literally great as hell. It was like, amazing. I am excited to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred, maybe 155%. Oh, sh- that's a lot. Damn. I would say so. That's I think lot. I'm about at that level. Kanye, that's- if you're listening, the cup overfloweth <laughs> the anticipation kanye if you're listening to the podcast um please donate to our patreon we need more subscribers <laughs> yeah and uh, we know we know you can we know you got the too. money from zuck just the one dollar <laughs> just the one dollar tier would be enough for your support just to see your name on our subscribers list would be mean a lot to him. i'm sure he would be a fan if he yeah. if he ever came across this he would totally mm-hmm. fuck with it yeah, I don't know. Or Can take the hope. parts he likes. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I liked, and this is what I didn't like. But mostly, I didn't like it. Yeah, it'd be a very good time for Kanye to subscribe to the audio file tier because That's we are right. releasing the podcast as stems, mm. so it yep. can be used. If you want to, if you want to remix and sample our podcast, uh, we're going to be uploading twenty-four uh, bit wave stems. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, please. It's like Nine Inch Nails ghosts. Mm-hmm. Exactly like yep. that. It's I saw you. I saw you were listening to that on Instagram. I sure was. I have it on vinyl. I sure was. I fucked with that. I got ghosts on vinyl. Oh yeah, yeah. It's good. It's it's, uh, it's ambient. There's not a lot of a lot of voice going on. Not a lot of voice. You so, could, wait. They could play uh, like that behind our podcast. Mm. Are you saying that like if it doesn't have a voice, it's ambient? No, that, that is, record is okay. is ambient. Yeah, it is that ambient. is also it's true. That is record. true though. Instrumental For equals real? ambient. Yeah. I don't if, think so. Well, it is. It's just a fact. That Damn. all instrumental music is ambient music. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to discuss that further. So let's move on. All right. Let's skip that. <laughs> let's completely skip that. The only Nine Inch Nails song I've ever listened to is the song Deep. Because oh, it was on okay. the Tomb Raider soundtrack. Oh, That's yeah. totally fair. Yeah. Tomb Raider. I never played Tomb Raider, but I got the PlayStation 1 demo disc that yeah. I think had Tomb Raider on it. 
and Final Fantasy VII. And I remember like going to school and being like, I definitely played Final Fantasy VII and Tomb Raider, but I had just played the demo. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you're Still, a straight up poser. You know what? That's a stacked disc though yeah i think so is. it had like i think it had a tekken game too it was a lot oh, of wow. stuff on they're there. like we're setting you up to buy everything we make yeah <laughs> <laughs> to be fair jacob though i think you probably pay, played the same amount as like 99 percent of people who have tried to play final fantasy 7 probably it came out of pizza box like from pizza hut oh really that's yeah. kind of sick honestly. it was very cool damn i wish they still did that they don't they do don't that do anymore. anymore i feel like pizza hut is like strong within the gaming community as a brand is it not is it I don't I'm game, sure. so I don't know. But I feel um, like gamers do like Pizza Hut, maybe. What Could is be. The- I mean, I'm a uh, patrician gamer in that I only play high-concept first-person uh, action-adventure games. So I only eat Roberto's Exactly. The, yeah. only, the only video game I play is the game Jerry pa- Paper, like, packaged in, like, one of his, like, vinyl records like the Wait. chameleon world video That's fair. game oh shit what console was that for it was a uh, it was pc oh Damn. Sick. yeah perfect so i only play video games that are like spin-offs of conceptual like music records oh yeah jerry paper does stuff with that 3d artist right what's yeah, the uh, name of that artist oh he's like the adult swim guy yeah uh, cole 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 kush 3d yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah i think that's it yeah yeah i Honestly, when I first, I think I heard like a Jerry Paper song on like an episode of High Maintenance yeah. on HBO. Where and else I was, would you? <laughs> exactly. I, but I, I do like it. I think it's pretty good. It's very, uh, it's very, it's, it's like a much better Mac DeMarco in my opinion. No. Oh. I saw him like open for some, someone at like Rough Trade once. Yeah. And I was like, this is all right. I don't know. I think he's, he's pretty, uh, he has a pretty good like online presence in my The opinion. live show like is it's entertaining. Just, uh, it's like indie or whatever that means. It's like cabaret. It's mm. just pop cabaret. Yeah. For sure. But there was a game on his record? Yeah. His record Chameleon World was like based on like all the themes were about going mm-hmm. between in and out of like 3D space. So mm. he was like, fuck it. Let's push it to nth degree. I could see like make a video game. That's I could see like sick. Ghostface doing a video game because he did like comics that came Ghostface out. Ghostface has shit. done. There's a Wu Tang fighting game. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, it's actually shit. kind of fucking. That sounds tight. sick. From like 1997, like pre Def Jam. Damn. What console was that? That was computer PC also. PlayStation. PlayStation. Damn. Yeah. I also never had a PlayStation, mm. so I was deprived growing up of that experience. It's like a Mortal Kombat kind of thing, or totally. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. that's honestly Damn, pretty tight. <laughs> you know, the kung fu shit. Was yeah. Already, yeah, 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 yeah. The whole thirty-six chamber. Yeah. Angle. Did Jizza have a sword? I don't. I never played it. it I was just liquid. <laughs> you know, I I had an Uber driver one time who like. I don't know. I brought up Wu Tang, and then he just went into this huge story about how he went to Japan because he was like a developer, even though he was American. Because Activision, who makes Call of Duty, made mm-hmm. the game, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Yeah, I lived a sick life in Japan because of Wu Tang." Because <laughs> of Wu Tang, that's actually pretty sick, and goes full circle because now he's back in New York City driving cabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is tight. Yeah, I don't know. Amazing, but yeah. So we're fresh off of uh, Jensen hosted a panel last night at Pratt. Featuring um, himself, Corey in the Abyss, and Gangster Popeye uh, of Instagram and Facebook meme fame, and Gave Ape Shark uh, Addy as well. Uh, I attended. It was at Pratt. You let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, that was a project that I had just um, been like 
conceiving of like two years ago. I was like, if I'm going to subject myself to grad school, like if I'm going to do this, then I at least want to like be in a position to put other people on. Right. Yeah. And um, for me, like I wouldn't make memes if it weren't for Gangster Popeye Absolutely. and Lettuce Dog. Gay vape shark. That's pretty much everyone. I agree. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. say so, most people that have been in memes longer than like the past six months would yeah. absolutely say that. Like, I couldn't imagine talking to someone on Instagram and they said they'd never heard of those accounts, but they're like a meme account. I'm just, I would be like, so who are you trying to impress when you make stuff? Yeah. <laughs> that's like the goal is to like get on your hero's radar, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I've had that experience where like, when I started making memes, I had like a list, like an unofficial, nothing was written down, but I was like, when this person follows me back, then I know I made it. And when <laughs> this person follows me back, then I know I made it. And yeah. it's like, y'all have been on my list, like top of the list, because y'all are like originators in the whole community and genre of meme making. But uh, yeah, I was super interested. I like took off work. I was like, I got to see this because like, appreciate that. There are three like, godfathers of the form that i spend like every day thinking about yeah <laughs> but uh yeah no it was it was awesome and you had a huge turnout like a bunch of people came out yeah i was very, shocked very i was shocked yeah no it was cool um pratt hard to navigate i was telling you earlier <laughs> i like got let in a side door and then couldn't find my way out of the campus <laughs> yeah i mean pratt the campus is like beautiful but it also just like sucks yeah you spend a lot of time, you're, you're going to grad school there now, right? Yeah, I'm finishing up. I'm like getting a creative writing thing. Yeah, you write a little bit from your uh, thesis mm-hmm. last night, and I found that super, super interesting. I'm like excited. You said you're going to uh, make that publicly available after yeah. you turn it in. Yeah, I'm going to publish it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. So everyone should be on the lookout for that shit because it's super interesting, especially if you're interested in the digital world. It, and like social platforms and digital art in any way. Yeah. So, what is the uh, centerpiece of your thesis? Um, <laughs> I I just want to like write a few essays about what memes mean to me, and then actually like I had this thing like it's not finished, but I did like fifty memes, but they were all like impact font, mm-hmm. and it was all like the same image of like a um, Grim Reaper in like a throne chair, like very gangster Popeye. Mm -hmm. But all of the memes like had a, like they were thematized around the writing. They suck. They're not that fun. It's like. (laughs) No, but it's like like, probably the sheer amount of them like building up to make a statement, I imagine. Yeah. Is it more about the, like the process of making so many at a time or no i i just like didn't want to write that much like i have to get 50 pages <laughs> sure yeah so it was a good way to just like spam and um nice. yeah the professors like really aren't equipped to talk about memes at all mm. like they're i don't want to bad mouth them all but they all have they're just really like elitist and classist and shit and they just kind of you know they have this these knowledges of like art canon Mm -hmm. and it's like that's cool but you know like i make memes because i like putting shit out there for actual like people Mm -hmm. right like outside of like that like the very difficult world to like break into the white box yeah there's the age old debate of like high art versus low art 
right? And so, you know, you see a lot of um, work which was considered to be illegitimate in its day, like be appreciated in the far future by people who see it for its real value. Uh, but, you know, in any given period of time, there's there's work that is just doesn't quite line up with the aesthetics or the expectations of what, like, legitimate work is. And so you see, like, memes, like, internet memes are, like, much more casually consumed and they're just kind of ubiquitous and you don't have to really go out of your way to see them. Mm -hmm. So most people, and you know, that they see it as just like a, a form of content that it just, it just exists. And, you know, you have to typically pay to go to a museum and you go out of your way to see fine art and, you know, you go out of your way to see a film, but like if you, you don't, you don't go out of your way to see memes. It's accessible. So it's, it's so, it's, it's so accessible um, and anyone can do it. Um, yeah. So I, but I also, I think uh, the fact that it's so, it's not like walled off in its own world, which mm-hmm. is like, I think a lot of fine art people, uh, it's part of the appeal of being in the fine art world is you, oh. you, you make your, make your place in that walled fortress of fine art. So I think that's like, when you're talking about something like memes, people just don't know how to talk about it because it, it's not, it's not like fighting for status in that same way. No, I mean, uh, I just I I hate the art world. Yeah. I hate fine art. I hate every panel I've been to. I think there's so many people like LARPing like they're rich, yep. but they're not. <laughs> and like you know, like LARPing like they're sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And they are, but like they're like dumb too. They're only I'm, smart within that tiny pocket of yeah. the art world. And it's like, all right. Well, art is supposed to be for the people. Yeah. So, like, why are you making, like, the lexicon and, like, the communication and, like, the reaches of the community so small and so inaccessible to people? Yeah. And then, like, you know, like, you, um, I don't understand memes. I was like, I don't understand, you know, this post-Delusian, post-Deridian, post-Althurian, post-Adornian, like... Right. Bitch, pick a you know, like pick your fucking poison, like mm-hmm. you know. I think that was even like something addressed, like in the panel last night. How like Addie and you and Rain were talking about how like when y'all started making memes on Facebook, people were like, "Who are, who's this like loser that's like into memes? Like memes? What the fuck is that? Some yeah. stupid internet shit." And now they're like the people that are like oh my God, I saw your post. It's so fucking funny. Like, you're so smart. You're a genius. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like y'all reference like that Mike Jones song last <laughs> exactly, night. Exactly. That's and how it's it goes. Like exactly how it is. It's like, they didn't want you. Now they're all on you. Yeah. <laughs> now you get 281-330-8400-4000 likes. It's like, who Mike Jones? Who? <laughs> on a nah, I laugh mad hard at that reference. That's my poster each now, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, I'm still I'm still shadow banned, so I got no post reach right now. Oh yeah, that's trying right. to break through. Yeah, to the other. R.I.P. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff got shadow banned for in the shadow for Adderall. Adderall. I asked people for Adderall, and I was immediately shut down yeah. and flagged. Sucks a cop. Yeah, some fucking cops follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to tell them to all die, and they still follow. <laughs> and they're not receptive to <laughs> they, that. Are they? they stand? <laughs> they stand too hard. There's too much opportunity to report me somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, so. It's because you made all those Punisher memes. 
Punisher memes? Yeah, all those memes about the Punisher. Did I? Yeah, you made like 25, 35 of them. All about driving Jeeps and putting like the Punisher logo on your Jeep. They love the Punisher. Yeah. Well, if there's ever been an internet Punisher, it's me. So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Jensen, I'd, I'd love to hear some some highlights from the panel or uh, various, uh, you know, what was touched on uh, during the discussion. Yeah, um, it was a pretty wide ranging conversation, mm-hmm. and um, very quickly I realized like Addy and Rain were like naturals, and you know, there's some memers you meet, and they're just like very tepid people who like can't really it's a re there's a reason you do memes it's because mm-hmm. like you know you're not really great at communicating mm-hmm. exactly. irl but once they had the platform like they were naturals like it almost felt like they were they're like, performing they were was, demoing the show mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and um yeah I was like on Adderall and like just kind of preoccupied <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um but there were questions like someone asked a question about like, well, you know, you make uh, memes, but like on these like evil platforms. So like, aren't you a part of the problem? <laughs> and I was like, yo, like head ass over there. <laughs> Where else are you going to do it? Yeah. It's like, you know, we got um, like that premise assumes that like the gallery system is like not evil. It assumes that. The publishing world isn't evil. It assumes that anywhere that there's like some sort of market mm-hmm. force dictating like art production and and like anywhere that there's gatekeeping, mm-hmm. that it's like you know. I don't think you can name a single artistic industry that isn't just completely corrupt. Period. Just mm-hmm. yeah, large. Yeah. I mean, anywhere where there's like money to be made, yeah, there's going to be corruption. Yeah, yeah obviously. So. But you know, it's an interesting question. I think. No, it's mm-hmm. a to valid at least, question. At least discuss. That's valid. Those are definitely places, though, like social media platforms in general. There's no barrier to entry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can make an account and just go from there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I think. Well, that's a lot of my definitely... frustration about like meme discourse. Is it really doesn't approach any like of the art making or the democratizing? It's mm-hmm. all about well, Web 2.0 is evil. Mm-hmm. Like these commercialized yeah. platforms are evil. So let's focus on how evil they are. And right. it's like, you know. I mean, you're always going to have like a problem with where you're able to find a voice. But at the end of the day, that's where the people are. It's like, yeah. I think Addie briefly talked about trying to start her own platform. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, there were five people that signed up. And it's like, could you imagine Addie being confined to a place with only a five person audience? It's impossible. No. Yeah. Like, you have a voice that's so strong. You need to go where people are going to hear you, mm-hmm. so you can build a platform, so you can address the issues that you find important, and you can like make the jokes you want to fucking make mm-hmm. and reach people that are receptive to your your like brand of humor mm-hmm. or whatever it is you're doing on the platform. Because people do all kinds of fucking shit on there. Yeah, and well, and I also think it like the the landscape of it now. Uh, is like just fundamentally based on, or it's it's always been based on throughout the history of the internet in particular, what the internet actually is. So like even 10, 15 years ago, um, pre-Facebook, pre-Twitter, pre-Instagram, you have all these separate websites that are, you know, and you have like aggregators like Albino Black Sheep and like E-Bombs World and shit yeah. like that where you... 
you start to see that a bit of a monopoly of like basically like repo like e-bombs world pre-reddit was, yeah for so me like, it was like something awful was like yeah pre-reddit but you have yeah. you know in like mid 2000s you have like homestar runner and like all these like niche little comedy self-contained sites. websites message with, boards yeah, yeah message boards um because that's how the internet worked it was you lo- you sit down at your computer you log on to your browser and you go to each of your websites that you like to visit like the yeah. comedy site back then was going to be like half half like viral videos mm-hmm. half flash games yeah totally like some like daily update by some like whoever runs the page or yeah. like the website who's like a nobody like a faceless nobody yeah. you have no idea but it's so self-contained each each yeah. thing mm-hmm. but then you have um you know, in late 2000s to now, the internet is Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Like that is what, like, it's like that's and like they've the all framework. Assimil- assimilated yeah. par- features yeah. of those. Websites. So like, I feel like, like Gen Z, it mm-hmm. like mentally doesn't have any distinction between like the concept of the internet and like social media, like Facebook, like all those, all those things all are new, intertwined yeah. because they run the show now. Like, yeah. like you're saying, like if you get fucked on Instagram and you get post blocked, you don't turn you to go, another yeah. website, you know, it's like you're, you, that is what you have to do that. It's and like also you're I think, in timeout, you know, they, yeah. <laughs> on and their so, terms. yeah. And, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And so then, um, and the, the other thing too is the format of what works is dictated by the platforms too. Of course, all the formats are like born and bred and wherever like the whatever popular the, yeah. like place like the form is like and what, yeah, all what, these memes yeah. started on Facebook like like lettuce dog and cabbage mm-hmm. cat and you know gangster Popeye all those accounts and it's like that's where. The, the meme templates happen. Yeah. yeah. And I like something that was said last night about like how in the beginning there was so much like friendly competition of like who could outdo each other. Oh yeah. And that's what was really like driving people to make like new interesting content mm-hmm. and how lately there's been such an oversaturation that there's so many like, I don't want to say like, like intentional copycat pages, but there's a lot of like, people that are being inspired by the originals and creating yeah. very similar content or recycling the same jokes yeah. that were made by the person that came up with that joke four years ago. And it's like, we get it. That's how meme culture works. You recycle something. But if you don't necessarily put your own spin on it yeah. and it's just like the same type of joke, mm-hmm. like for me, it's like I'll resurrect an old meme format if I'm going to like tweak it to something like, sure. I like to take like an old meme and like, insert it with the new current meme and like mm-hmm. mash it up yeah so people are like damn he really brought that back yeah. with the thing that just happened yesterday but when people are just making like i want to fuck garfield memes without <laughs> yeah. anything different it's yeah. like well you know i still like those jokes like they're funny like that joke will always be funny to me but it's also like that's a joke that rain invented like four or yeah. five years ago no i think and, she's like a master at creating like actually mimetic jokes mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. The like phrases she creates get constantly remixed. Like, Absolutely, I need to come fast. Like, of course I the come, come quick fast with the fucking yeah. Fish. Of course Sorry. I come quick. Blah 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 has been catch, yeah. replicated so many times. Or go ahead and call the cops. Mm-hmm. Blah blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah, no, I mean that's. I even had this conversation when I organized the first blocked and reported meme mm-hmm. show. I had um, Clyde Webb, like Corn Fan Four Twenty, was staying with me for like a week leading up to the event. And I had a conversation with Clyde where I was like, you know, 
there's like people that are clever that run meme accounts that, you know, can think of like the Twitter text joke or like come up with something witty. And then there are people that are like actually funny that are inventing the jokes. Yeah. And it's like, I was talking to Clyde about it because Clyde um, used to run, or I guess still does, but I'm off Facebook, like one of my favorite, like one-off Facebook pages from back in the day, which was called uh, Corn is the Best Crop, Weed is the Worst. Yeah. And it was just about how like corn <laughs> wait, wait, is- Clyde ran that page? Yeah. It was Clyde, I believe, Everett, um, Rad Renee. Milk, and Renee. Oh, I, was, I was on it too. I love that page. I, I tried to send some stuff to them and nothing awesome. ever got yeah. posted. Well, I, was an, I did two memes and I quit. I was like, <laughs> I can't do this. Well, it was me with fuck you too. I did one meme. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it came up because the, uh, like. the video <laughs> ended up being on Tosh.0 or something. Like yeah. Clyde got it on Tosh.0 and it's just like a car- driving through like the midwest field, right? and it passes a cornfield and the person in the car is like fuck yeah yeah fucking corn fuck yeah and then it switches to a wheat field and he's like ew yuck fuck weed yuck gross and then it's it, and then he gets back to corn and it's like yeah corn it's just a loop and yeah. it's just so fucking so funny good. it was like like I remember like I was like just starting to make memes and I was like on Facebook and I had my shitty unsuccessful p- Facebook page and I remember being at like the bar that I w- went to every day like I was still like maybe like 2 years into New York and just showing my friends and being like this shit is fucking hilarious like who the fuck is thinking about how like who's going to make a whole page about how corn is superior to wheat as a crop like <laughs> how, do you, shit, how do you maintain that that's a joke writing like situation yeah. like somebody was like that's fucking funny i'm gonna do it they didn't like plug a formula into like well i gotta use the picture of the guy from always sunny right and then i could put in a topical little like thing on the top like that shit is the difference between like funny people and clever people well, everett's also like a stand-up comic like. everett yeah and i followed his Twitter presence, like Rad he's Milk, hilarious. Since like t- since like, I didn't even know what memes were. I was like into weird Twitter and was like standing everyone on weird Twitter, and yeah. I was like, this person's hilarious. And like, the fact that they're like somewhat integrated into the meme world still, I think, is awesome. Yeah, because now I'm like, yeah, I can be part of the same world as this person. <laughs> but like, very very funny human. Um, you know, all the people involved in that are funny. They're all creative and. You know, there are people that are much more successful that are just simply the clever people yeah. that can come up with the easy caption. Like, I mean, you know, not to shit on anybody, but like, it's like you get like just about to shit on someone. <laughs> I'm about to shit on someone. I that, saw on your face who you were calling on. out. I saw on your. <laughs> Did face. you see it? Yeah, I saw what meme are you were gonna. Okay, call. so I don't. I may not even have to say, but let's think of people that have a million followers that recycle easy Twitter jokes about dogs and fucking rainbows and shit like that. Who has been mentioned on the podcast eye. before? So I'm not going to talk any more shit. But you know, <laughs> we're not going to say it this time because we already did. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, yeah, listen to last week's. Yeah. But um, it's like you know, there's there's actually a difference between funny people that are like creating the narrative and of, derivative, just derivative motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's it's like the actual funny people that are inventing the jokes are guiding pretty much like the youth humor right now. Totally. Like. If you're that influential and you're that funny, like Addy was kind of talking about it last night, it's like certain people do deserve more credit than they're being given. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of have this like hesitance to like create like um 
like a sort of hierarchy around memes. Like, right. That's part of like the memes are the impulse is opposite. And it's such a community where it's like you don't want to talk shit on anybody. Like yeah. I follow a lot of people just because I think they're nice people and they're part of the community. Like their whole niche could be something I don't give a shit about. But yeah. I'm like they're nice and like they're trying to do their thing and like get followers and like yeah. I don't get every joke, but I'm a smash like I support what they're doing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't like the joke, but yeah. You know. We talked about Good this on last you. night. Good on you. I yeah. see you. Just, a like doesn't always necessarily equate actually liking. So heads up. <laughs> That's why. Well, fuckers, well, these posts I like. Isn't uh, Instagram going to start hiding likes? How do we feel about What do you that? mean, hiding likes? I thought that was like, Twitter. No, uh, both. Instagram. Both. Oh, right. Someone, uh, it just came out this past it's week. It's a beta. It's a beta. They're, they're AB testing or beta testing or some something. Um, that uh, a feature where it, they don't display likes on posts. I don't like Instagram. that. Yeah, well, I, here's the thing. I was uh, I was um, reading <laughs> a little intended. bit. It'll make me feel good when uh, it'll <laughs> yeah. make me feel good when my post bombs. Right, but exactly. But like, um, I think that I was hearing two very swift reactions to it. One side of it was for like the general public, right? right? Because like I feel like you know it's one thing to have a account with a ton of followers where like your likes are your 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 you know your, the result of your work basically right but it's also another thing to like just like post a selfie and like not get not that many likes on it. it so you have like a lot of people like the general public non meme people um, being like this is great I actually think this would be really really good feature or like good to take away this feature because like it would change how people post like it's gonna curb depression it. and anxiety sure, yeah. yeah but then also um the meme community I saw a lot of people obviously hated that idea well, it's like a it's like you know it's it's like a badge of honor mm-hmm. that you made a post that like made this many people. Well, it's also it's got monetary implications. It has like, monetary you know, implications. If you're trying to sure. fucking monetize your shit, and it'll like, be hard to prove. Advertisers can't see like how many likes you're amassing. Mm-hmm. You know that's. So I've 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 only ever said no to ad opportunities on Instagram. Um, not that I would always say no, but I think the price has to be right, and it has to be the right circumstances for me. Like people that have offered me uh, the opportunity to post ads for their company, sometimes the ads, I'm not allowed to have any creative input with it. Like um, I was reached out by like Adam and Eve who works with a lot of memers, but apparently you have to post the ads that they send you. You're not allowed to like mm. have your own take on anything, yeah, yeah. which I feel like could be worth it if the price per ad is right but also like hurt your brand significantly because they're seeing yeah. the same post that's been posted well, constantly by other memers. No memer I know who does those ads is like, yeah, I'm rolling. Into it. I'm no, rolling in that that's what I'm saying. Money, right? <laughs> like they've messaged me several times and I just stopped replying, yeah. which I feel bad about. I should like, you know, it's polite yeah. business to like talk. But they asked me what my rate was going to be. And I had heard from other mean people what they get paid by that company. And I just knew yeah. that it wasn't going to be something that I wanted to risk yeah. for myself. But, you know, I do admire companies like Rachel Bell works for Live, Live With Flip. Yeah. And she has like complete creative control and can come up with jokes about like landlords and apartments. Mm-hmm. And they allow her that creative freedom with their brand and it's like that's the type of company I would work for that lets me like 
That's like, few and far between. Decreate. Yeah, it's in their startup. You know, it's like a it's like a dream job almost. And I yeah. told her, I'm like, you gotta have my dream job. Yeah, but it's like you know, I would totally be willing to like build a brand for a company that allows me creative freedom, mm-hmm. and not because I want to like make money for like someone else, but because right now I'm like doing service and like physical labor jobs, and I'd rather get to be creative mm-hmm. as a career. I would be more engaged with like my life every day it would be like oh i get to go to work i'm sure it would get old and you know crossover of like mixing your hobby with like business can get tense too but it's like it's got to beat not being able to like think for your job Mm -hmm. like for money i'll tell you what when i was doing super deluxe which Mm -hmm. was probably like a year um that was like the best job I ever had in my life. Right. And I remember they were like not even doing you that that right a lot of the time. No. Um, I mean, eventually, like they just stopped replying to my emails. Yeah, it's fine. The, the original um, like social media director was Kat Frazier. Right. It's animated text. Animated text. And then they got this other dude. I don't know his name, but like super deluxe social media director. If you Google that, fuck you. Eat a, yeah. eat a dick. You yeah. suck. You're not funny. So what happened? Um, there was some sort of, uh, I'm also 100% sure who I, I know who you're talking about. He's not, he's not funny <laughs> at all. And, um, well, super deluxe is gone. So that yeah. can have a big, a big well, that's what it was. reason it's, to do with it. Yeah. They stopped getting as much funding from Ted Turner yeah. and then they got a, way more rigid about, um, like the analytics and they were like, we need to post content that gets this many likes. Because they're probably panicking because their shit was on the, on yeah. the low. Yeah. Well, see, that's the whole thing about, you know, this fe- this new Instagram feature, hiding likes, you know. And I feel like Twitter was like mm-hmm. also, Jack was saying some CEO shit about, oh, we're going to move away from following individuals and more about following topics. Like just like <laughs> kind of bullshit CEO stuff. But like. Like the fact that like, you know, you can fundamentally change how your thing works, but then also you have these, um, something like super deluxe or any sort of like content creator that is like, uh, a, a business, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors as to what metrics mean. So like, you know, whatever year it is, you know, you have a new metric that's like the actual baseline of like how valuable your content actually is. So if, if these it's kind of goes back to what I was talking to earlier, talking about earlier of like how the, the, the platforms dictate the content that's being made Mm -hmm. is like if um, Instagram decides that likes don't exist anymore, then, you know, your, your stuff isn't worth how many likes it gets because that, that metric isn't visible. You know what I mean? So it's like, how can you report back? How can you have people constantly posting things like not trying any harder like mm-hmm. they'll be like my last post did all right but nobody knows it so i'm just gonna keep pumping out stuff like that mm-hmm. and no one will be like like you know if i make a post and it fails i'm like i gotta i gotta work harder i gotta come back with something yeah bigger yeah because it's like it's almost embarrassing to have a post that has like 200 likes when all your other posts have mm-hmm. like six thousand. so it's like man i gotta work harder it's uh it will cause less motivation i feel Mm -hmm. but i also feel like this beta is gonna play out like the last time instagram tried to like implement a major change so much backlash well they tried to do like 
they tried to have posts be like the story posts where you swipe instead of scroll. Yeah. And I think it was less than a day. I think People it was hated like, it. Yeah, it was like maybe was like 10 also, hours. I didn't even scroll. see the update. Like, Yeah, they, they like immediately went back because there was such a backlash. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like this may play out that way. I There's, mean, to be, to be fair, like companies do this all the time it's like 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 web companies they fuck with the formula they have they have stuff that we'll never even hear about like features that never see the light of day right. they have features that they test for a weekend they have features that they test for a couple months on and off like the the no likes thing might not even happen but it's just the fact that like they can just say oh by the way we're thinking about this and then people just have like a very strong reaction to it i mean they're trying to see what people's we, reaction you don't is. mess with coca-cola classic you know what i mean like yeah people are there for a reason they like mm-hmm. the way it works well, there's also an interesting thing though and i think this also ties in with like some of the foundational meme pages is that initially like when a facebook page was coming up to make memes it's very not what the platform was designed for yeah you know what i mean it was subverting the platform exactly and i feel like there's there's an interesting thing with the instagram likes where it's like us posting memes on instagram isn't exactly what it was for either but it's also a big draw to the platform Mm -hmm. now so there's a really interesting dichotomy that kind of comes from creativity in the first place like people like pioneering this new thing and the platform not knowing what to do with it Right, because yeah. we're kind of at the mercy of them. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Like you know, Instagram was a place to share pictures of your friends at like a fucking bar, like what you're filter. eating tonight for dinner. You know, and well, stuff. Yeah, come no. a long way. And and each platform has its own like how you use it, right? So like Instagram only recently, and it's still pretty walled off, was never a like a share focused right. platform. You know, Twitter. Well, they you added can, the stories. Well, that's the thing. Like so, Twitter. It was all about getting retweets, retweets. but Instagram until up until recently, you couldn't even share other people's posts, but now you can re you can repost it in your story, but that's a very, the only way you can do that. And that was only them trying. Well, you could also repost and tag them on your page. Yeah, but it it was, that was the, that's a feature circumventing roundabout. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The platform wasn't encouraging that. And even the story post wasn't even created for that purpose. It was created to like mimic uh, Snapchat. Sure. Oh, yeah. So totally. it's like yeah. a Snapchat, like, oh, here's a temporary like thing mm-hmm. that people can see for like one day and then it's gone. I love how Snapchat isn't even in the conversation of like influential platforms anymore. <laughs> I agree, but I feel like it is more than I think it is. Well, I don't I feel use like yeah, the kids I don't, love it. It's, yeah. it. It is still very popular with like young kids. Because whenever, yeah. whenever yeah. like younger people follow me, they always have like their Snapchat in the bio of the Instagram. Yeah. That is, like, you know what? what? That's true. And I, I think that because we're obviously old older than the young generation and we don't i you know i have younger young, younger siblings sure. we're all boomers we're all fucking boomers at this point <laughs> but uh they use their their experience like i was mentioning earlier like their experience with the internet is like completely different well, they've than had ours. it their whole lives it's exactly like, i got fucking yeah like i, I got like napster in like sixth and seventh grade you know what <laughs> i mean that, that gives you an idea of like my age yeah. like at that time it was like I was in like AOL chat rooms, like lying to people about who I was yeah. and being like, yeah, I'm like a 19 year old guy from like California and I'm like mm-hmm. a fucking 11 year old in like Florida, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and there was that, there was like E-Bombs world. Yeah. Then there was like, you know, AIM, everyone used AIM. AIM was like the social network. Totally. Yeah. Like AIM was MySpace. Away away messages. Away messages. Like you had your fucking buddy icon in the corner. Could be like anything. I remember I uh, took a solid afternoon to make my 
about page on Instant Messenger mimic to a character the liner notes for OK Computer. That's actually sick. I typed it all out, did all the color shit. That's sick and will be missed a on lot a lot of people because you yeah. only interacted with people you already knew. Totally, yeah. Not like a bunch of strangers. No, it's purely just. It. it was just for myself. No, I knew <laughs> yeah. no one would get it. But well, it's uh, like yeah. I even Vanity like project. exactly. <laughs> aim, aim was like a big part of my life until like I think I used it up until like freshman or sophomore year of high school. Like mm-hmm. that's like maybe like tenth grade or the late ninth grade was when MySpace came. No, out. I think there was a um. There was also like a pubescent reason for transitioning from AIM to like. I'm gonna call the girl now because oh. I got it. <laughs> well, you needed the you needed the screen name to get phone the phone number. number. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And texting wasn't even like a thing. Like I don't even think I had text messaging on a phone. Yeah. No. Speaking of early internet, Jensen, give us a little bit of a rundown, like what your start is and kind of how you got into oh, like shit. internet meme culture. I guess we need the origin story. Damn. Yeah. This it's, which it's time. and this yeah. I will say this segment should have happened at the beginning of the podcast, but uh, we are a. Non-temporal. We're not bound to any temporal. This may be non-linear. You may be hearing yeah. this at a moment when you didn't expect to. Yeah. Um. Probably like gaming forums. Honestly. Um. Like game FAQs. Hell yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Hell yeah. And uh, I just remember like having to split the computer time between like my sister. We would always fight. Mm-hmm. And like she'd be like, "Why are you on Game Facts?" <laughs> I was like, "No, there's a, that's a cue." <laughs> that's funny. And um, and then that transition from Neo Gath, which mm-hmm. is fags spelled backwards, mm-hmm. but still, it's Neo Gath. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that was a lot of early uh, two thousand early odds meme culture. All your base are belong to us. All your yeah. base are belong to us. Yeah. yeah. And then people kept talking about this site called 4chan mm-hmm. and you know i've found my way into 4chan and uh that was its own thing yeah <laughs> and it still is it's and own it's thing. Own, it's own and thing. it's its own thing and um yeah and then you know definitely seeing rain and addy like making really nuanced jokes mm-hmm. and on, memes on facebook yeah and then um you know seeing the different like disparate text styles, mm-hmm. text styles that right. Rain would do. I thought she was like going ham on Photoshop. Well, she was like the OG was cool text, cool text, cool, yeah. text. cool text website. I didn't know um, what cool text was. Well, nobody did then. Rain was like the first person that used cool text. Yeah, and anyone that used cool text after that was a gangster Popeye impersonator. Yeah, that's so absolutely. True. I mean, that's literally a tool that is just existing in this like weird region of the internet. Yeah. And the fact that she like found it and like commanded it, honestly. Well, it's yeah. like anyone, like, people still use cool text and whenever they do that, it's like no matter what you put in the text, like that's a gangster Popeye meme, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like branded. Yeah. Rain should actually get like paid by cool text. For cool sure. text should like sponsor yeah. gangster Popeye, in my opinion. And then definitely seeing, um, Pample Moose, mm-hmm. what Nathan mm-hmm. was doing. Yeah. And I was like, this is Photoshop, huh? And he's yeah. like, yeah, it's Photoshop. This is like the first uh, page that Teenage Stepdad had. Yeah. And, and, um, and I was like, I got to get Photoshop. Well, there's like, I also talked to you yesterday and we've talked before about it, about how there's like a difference between like, like there's definitely like levels of people that are doing more creative things with graphic design on instagram and in the meme world and there's just like there's no competition there's like people that are like like evolving the genre yeah like way above 
well, you know, it's like I make stuff on my phone and people tell me that my fonts look good and shit. But it's yeah. like, I'm always like, yeah, I'm never going to be Corey in the Abyss. I'm <laughs> never going to be Teenage Stepdad, you know, because I just don't have like, I just like don't have those graphic skills, but also like, I don't want to be like, that's yeah. like something that's like, you know, something that those accounts have earned yeah. their place in. Well, I, for me, it's definitely like, it's all a part of the concept. Mm-hmm. Like initially I just wanted to make beautiful shit. Right. Um, but, but it, it has this conceptual dimension where it's like, how good can a meme look? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because these images are supposedly like poor, low folk, compressed. Right. And sometimes the best memes are hilarious because they look shitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like, like putting like impact font over like a word that's already there, not even trying to erase the word below it. And it's like all grainy and shit. Like, sometimes that contributes to like why something is so like inexplainably hilarious yeah yeah but at the same time like i've even tried to do it with my account where it's like you want to emulate the thing that you're parodying so perfectly you want people to think it's real yeah and it's like when you can achieve that then you can do anything Mm -hmm. because people are unsure if it's real or not like and that's where like it's truly famous people are like or like hilarious it's like is is that like a real like sonic meme? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like 3D and moving. It's it's also um a part of the absurdity of the humor. Exactly. Is to just go that ham mm-hmm. with like this medium. And people are like you must have spent like like hours and hours on this and you're like yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about it right now. So obviously like that's why I wanted it to be this good. Mm-hmm. You know. I've always loved, I've like, that's honestly one of the things that's always drawn me to your account. It's like just how hi fi it is. Yeah. But just like the fact that you're like doing that and like the joke is there, it, it subverts kind of the whole thing of like, I guess, screenshotting and resharing and remixing things a whole exactly. bunch. Exactly. I also want to fuck up the logic of memes entirely. I like that a lot. Like, I just want to make shit that's like can't be replicated. Yeah. I, pretty sure there's no way to replicate it yeah and that's what makes like an account like that unique and it's like you don't go there because it's like oh they're gonna post the fucking kirby saying i'm baby with like one little thing like layered on top of it in fonto like it's like you know people have people can go to the explore page for that shit yeah and i i also like it's really hard to look at what i like my work Outside of myself. Sure. So I often overestimate just how like weird my shit is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I know like I was talking to Addy a few days ago and 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 I was like, so what do you think? Like, what's my page? Like, what's going on with my page? And she was like, you make shit that's like true. Like, you make shit that like, like even like black people disagree with. And that, like, white people can't really share. Right. 100%. Like, it just... I mean, some some posts and some accounts in and of themselves, but, like, sometimes I've talked about making, like, memes that aren't even necessarily supposed to be funny. They're just so real that people are like, damn, that's just true. Yeah. And it's, like, funny because it's so true, but it, there's no, like, punchline. It's yeah. just, like... That's just a fact that no one's fucking talking about. And it's being delivered to me in like 
a way that like my pop like culture mind can understand. Yeah. But like, it's literally just saying something that no one else is saying and it's not even a joke, but it's funny because someone's willing to fucking go there and say that shit. Yeah. Which, you know, I always am like down with people addressing like important issues. Yeah. You know, and there's like, we were even talking like how rain runs into that situation too, where like, there's a lot of shit posting and then suddenly there's like a Ooh. real ass thing that's making people think. And I think that's super important to being a voice. Like, spicy. Yeah. Well, you know, I can, I, I like spicy food. Yeah. Me <laughs> fucking too. You know what I mean? Like if you can't, if you can't take the discourse, then like what are you around for just the diarrhea jokes? It's yeah. like, come on. Yeah. And it just kind of like, you know, we're talking, you know, we're talking earlier about like the value of memes or like what it means to like be a creator and stuff. And, you know, you, you, I think some, it's like, you can never please everyone. Right. Some people are only there for the silliness, but some people are more interested in the more serious stuff, but the best of the best are the ones that can do both touch everything, yeah. touch a little bit of everything. And yeah. sometimes in the same, meme. I mean, it's the same as like stand up comedy. It's like, yeah listen to like fucking Richard Pryor it's like he's talking about real shit and that's mm-hmm. why people always like attribute to him to being like like one of the greatest if mm-hmm. not the greatest like stand up comedian that ever existed mm-hmm. you know and it's like it's easy to just go with the joke but like to subvert like and like take people to a place that they're not always comfortable or considering is yeah. like that's pushing the form and making it more mm-hmm. interesting and like why there can be like theses on memes yeah. in like a Pratt grad school situation. Yeah. And even though the professors don't necessarily get it. Oh, one professor showed up and the rest was just. Was like, it that that woman in the front? Yeah, yeah. I laughed really hard when you, I don't know if it was an accident or not, but you threw the water bottle uh, and it like hit her desk. Oh, no, 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 no. That was. Oh, that wasn't a professor? No. The, okay. The, that was. Yeah, yeah. But that was. Oh, it was the blonde lady. Next, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah but that was. I kept laughing like after <laughs> the room stopped laughing about the water bottle being thrown because I was picturing it landing perfectly like the, full, yeah. like the water bottle flip. Water bottle and I was waiting for like like that song to come on like I am the one like yeah, uh, yeah. Denzel but, Curry yeah the Denzel ultimate. Curry ultimate yeah and my eyes in, the flash red in my head that was playing out in full effect and I was like laughing but I was also in the front row and was like. I got to, they're still moving on and that shit's mad funny to me. So I'm just going to like cover my mouth for a second. I also would say there's also this thing, especially with like, with like you and Rain specifically that I can think of where when you guys talk about real shit, there's still that absurdity that exists because for you, it's like super hi-fi production and stuff. And like for both of you, it's like juxtaposition of like characters that like don't exist in the thing that are being talked about at all. But it, it becomes more impactful because you look at it and you're just like, there's a lot of layers to this. There's like what's being said, but there's also like this, this whole thought process beforehand. It's like just kind of shouted out. Yeah. Um, well, I also think like with memes, like there's this thing that can happen where because it's a meme, it can evolve over time, get remixed, mm-hmm. and we can like constantly perfect whatever that meme is. Mm-hmm. But I also think the other side of that is that replication can breed conformity and then it's just samey right and then it and then we're, we're kind of stifled mm-hmm. and then and, and then you get like dumbass garfield jokes that like you've seen a billion times and the and thing like, is is like not to shit on those because the people that are making jokes like that i still think are very funny and, and i garfield follow those is accounts. sexy 
Yeah, and I've like you know if you scroll back Thick like year like two or three years ago like that's what I was doing. I was like making like wanting to fuck Garfield memes because <laughs> I fucking loved Gangster Popeye's page, and I was like, that joke is fucking hilarious, and I want to do my own meme take on it, which is what the spinoff like that's what meme culture is. But it's like you reach a point where if your whole account is like based on like three or four jokes that have existed for several years. Like, and it's like, <laughs> I see rain's perspective and I see the people that are being influenced. Cause it's kind of like you're doing this cause the person that made the joke is your hero. And then yeah. you hear your heroes disappointed, but you see the same type of thing in music all the time where people are like, this band sounds like this older band. And then the older band comments, they're like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. And then the younger band is like crushed. They're like, Oh, like, you know, I didn't want to rip you off, but like you've been such an influence on like me and I've been listening to you since I we was just like, fucking hey. loved Mbop. Yeah. And we just wanted to make our <laughs> Middle shit sound of nowhere. Like we need more Hanson is what I'm saying. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, that's how it is. And like there's got to be like, uh, you know, a give and take with the people that originated the form and the people that are like influenced by it. It can't be a direct mimic, but like. You know, you got to do your own thing, too, at some point. Or at least try. Try. Yeah, something. I know I started off ripping off Lettuce Dog because Lettuce Dog was like That's the most common my main thing. inspiration. Yeah, most Every people time tell I do me they try to do You know who, like, uh, I guess ripped off? But, like, I mean, there's cases where you can, you know, maybe ripping off isn't the right word. It's not the that, right word. That's one word. That's Paying one. tribute, being inspired by. But, like, yeah. Cameron Krill's perfected and took the lettuce dog format mm-hmm. to a certain, oh yeah the fake like, easy boost yeah i mean i agree and you know i'm friends with cam cam's a great dude yeah and um he still you know he rocks the same aesthetic like his memes are consistent like with his style and you know he floats around like he does some like wholesome stuff and he does his comments on like hip-hop but like ultimately the um like the perspective is pretty spot on i would say like he makes good assessments about people it's really funny shit most it's like time. if complex were self-aware like yeah that's, i mean honestly i feel like complex should staff cam like yeah. immediately. Railed posts his memes now I think, yeah he's doing hilarious. i think he's got like a collab going with that yeah. yeah i'm not really sure but yeah i agree and you know and then these companies try to like like create like advertising platforms that are like direct ripoffs of these comedian styles it's like just hire the people man hire the people that you're like emulating well have you seen that i forget who posted the meme but it was one of the best memes i've ever seen um it was like he these are ads of the future and it was like come piss shit Pepsi. Oh, it was oh, help. I'm yeah. trapped inside that, of a TV. Yeah. I mean, that's like that one was incredible. Help. I'm trapped. Uh, I actually for the meme show when I was making the prints, that was the one I kind of wanted to make the print for them. That one was amazing. But an amazing. Uh, I went with a different one because the colors looked amazing on the other one for a print. But yeah, that that help. I'm trapped inside of a TV uh, meme. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's like Doritos come. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll like we'll share it in our story like a direct link to that meme because yeah, i actually so fucking love that meme and that's one of my favorite accounts uh help i'm sa- trapped inside of a tv they used to be um uh don't remember it they were Forgot. anti-anxiety memes uh, from forever yeah. ago and then they came back as like anti-anxiety memes fan page and then changed into help i'm mm-hmm. trapped inside of a tv yeah but they've always been one of like the best left field content creators that yeah. are thinking in a way that other people aren't thinking yeah and like actually 
making you like like turning formats up upside down and shit. Yeah. And that's the type of shit that I really fuck with. Like they will always be in my top five. Like yeah. people because of shit like that. But um I like the page MS Paint Trash a lot. MS Paint Trash is great too. Yeah. And I also think it's funny we were talking about John Mayer at the uh at the <laughs> panel last night yeah. and about how like John Mayer stands like certain meme accounts and shit. Yeah. Follows MS Paint Trash. But follows MS Paint Trash, which yeah. I think is very funny that John Mayer would be like taking a shit, like laughing at like some MS Paint like yeah. diarrhea joke. <laughs> like very, very funny to me. That, that, Except the acoustic that's that's in his bathroom. Yeah, I wouldn't He's be got surprised. One in bathroom, definitely. <laughs> he won't follow me, but I don't. I don't it's, blame him. It's overrated. It is. Yeah, you know. Don't get too attached followers. to your heroes. Okay, one O Tricks <laughs> followed me one day, and then the next day, ne- what? Unfollowed everyone. Yeah. I cry. Yeah. Fucked you. Yeah. That ain't chill wave. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to say that one O Tricks wasn't ever chill wave. Mm, I, I'd say the beginning. Yeah, it was more experimental, but it, it definitely echoed from that that era. There were some side projects. I'd say it was it was like vapor like inspired. that that Ford and Lopatin project definitely a little chill. Okay, 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 okay. You know, which I All fucked right. with. That was yeah. like Mexican summer, like yeah, yeah, 2012 yeah, yeah. or some shit. That shit was mad good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Check out One of Tricks Point Never. This episode brought to you by yes. Love of the Time Alexa Pro. One of Tricks Point Never. Brought to you by Mexican Summer and uh, Editions Mego. Can't uh, believe they bought an labels. ad for our podcast. I saw it's this crazy. tweet that was like, Lay if you start music pod, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> So if you start uh, loving the time of Lexapro, as the pilot announces you're taking you're taking off, it'll start right as the pilot announces you're taking off. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty funny. So this week there was a an article up on the Atlantic, the Mamu, <laughs> that was um it was brought up at the panel last night, but um we weren't really sure if it was a real thing or not. Uh, I guess the panel was suggesting that memers are banding together to form a memer union. Um, anybody have any thoughts on a memer union and how that would work and whether it would work or not? Well, my first reaction to that is, um, what are they leveraging for or who are they leveraging against? Right. So like if you work at a company and you're employed by the company, you're, you know, and you, you're leveraging against how that company treats you as an employee. Right. So if you're a, if you're making memes, it's a little different because you're not an employee of the sites that you're posting to or anything like that, but you are being exploited by them. Right. So how do you? I'm interested to hear how so they're I, inter- they're planning on leveraging that. I like skim the article and it said it's said that. That functions very similarly in the way that there's a freelancer union mm-hmm. that doesn't really like like stick to any one company, you know, just an independent group within of itself. And it makes it seem that the memer union will mostly be handled through Instagram or Facebook and that they want to protest like being able to directly communicate with Instagram easier over like uh seemingly like out of the blue bands of certain accounts mm-hmm. that mention certain things. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but recently in the past like year or so ban um, certain accounts have been banned and disappeared for maybe mentioning like their stance on like misogyny or like, you know, bringing up like race topics and they think that they're being 
uh, targeted unjustly for bringing these issues up because uh, people are reporting it as hate speech. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Zuxit? Zuxit? Uh, I do. Okay, so 2016, um, Sean K, Sean the K. admin of I Play Corn, organized like, I don't know, 30, 40 memers, you know, mm-hmm. I was involved. Lettuce Dog was involved. Gangster Popeye was involved. Countless pages. We um, all collectivized to, you know, take our pages down, unpublish our pages for three days right. to protest sort of the arbitrary censor and, and cryptic censorship policy of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, How did that play out? I think how it played out is that Facebook introduced harsher algorithms that deprioritized meme pages. I mean, I heard about that. That was a direct result of this? uh, I feel like it was. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I think think it was. And and I know, like, something happened where, because the algorithms on Facebook deprioritized meme pages and they became harder to grow, we're all on Instagram. They're, like, sort of... I don't know how intentional it was, but we migrated to Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, But if, like, I like the idea of unionizing memes. There's kind of a, like, elitist part of me that's like, yo, don't lump me with this motherfucker here. Right. Because anybody could be a member. I want your page to get deleted. Your shit sucks. (laughs) Yeah, for real. But I also think um, if we're going to, like, address the sort of, like, arbitrary selective censoring on Instagram like I don't know like who who's gonna benefit more from that I still think like a big page owned by a white dude is gonna be more protected than like black girl memer or whoever absolutely like that's how it's gonna work it's always gonna work because they're always generating more yeah for the platform because they have larger follower reach because of their seeming accessibility right yeah which you know this already happened with vine do you guys know about this Did this yeah. happen on vine that's a, a, a i read a an excerpt on twitter of this article about basically the same exact thing happened on vine and um a lot of the most popular viners basically went to vine saying you know we need to be oh it was something along the lines of if you pay us to uh, make content for you, we will all make, I don't know, however many p- pieces of content per person per month, right. but you pay us to do it. Mm-hmm. If you don't do this, we will all leave Vine and right. we won't post. And Vine didn't go for it. And they all the Viners went through and they probably. deleted their account. And that's probably a big reason why Vine doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so it is. it can work. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it, it has... It has a lot of potential. My the question thing, is, what thing, criteria yeah. allows you to be in the union? Because everybody says that they got a meme page. You know what I mean? They got like, like a side page would, with would like Jack, twenty followers. Yeah, with certain memers, you know, who like who's the gatekeeper in this? Yeah, in this union, I use memes on my platform, but I don't make memes. Don't call me a memer, right? And there's curated accounts that have like triple the following that I have, even though I'm doing all original content, they're just reposting the funniest stuff of the day, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and then the other question is like, you know, a lot of unions are tied directly to 
uh, people's income, right? So like you're in a mm-hmm. union so you can make your livelihood, right? right. Uh, and I know a lot of people who make a web content are earning their money through that. Sure. But also I know that a lot of people aren't earning a lot of money through that. So like if money is not directly involved, it's just another question. Well, I feel like yeah. it is involved for a lot of the people it that totally are pro is. union, yeah. but it's also involved for a lot of the people that are this is like pro this is my hobby. Yeah. And like I want to be represented fairly within it even yeah. though I have very small voice. I would community. say though, most of the people who try to monetize this stuff are like the people that are not even getting it affected for the most part. I mean, there's definitely been accounts that have been deleted that monetize a lot of their stuff, but there's even more accounts that don't monetize their stuff and are mm-hmm. just like using their platform to talk about stuff that have gotten. Deleted. It seems less overall based on what I've heard less about money and more just about like the right to exist on the platform because we're we've you know we've been talking about like people whose accounts get shut down for like no reason yeah often women people of color that are voicing so like more opposition to the status quo critical of white supremacy patriarchy yeah exactly and these vine viners went to vine with a monetary basis of like how they would operate but it seems like this discussion is not directly about money it's about people being censored for political or yeah. you know opinions that are not savory to uh, the overlords at Facebook. And, and I guess like if they're, you know, if the union like lends itself to an account being like protected and stable, then it's easier to monetize because you don't have to worry about your shit getting, getting deleted for being yeah, too clipped. controversial yeah. or something. I don't know. It definitely puts like a weird spin on the whole platform of like, is this safe to post when you should be able to have a voice? Mm-hmm. Like if you are viewing like if you are saying opinions that like deviate from like the way the average Instagram user thinks, but you're not violating community guidelines and you're still deleted, like what the fuck type of censorship is that? You know what I mean? It's like where else can you think publicly and like get a response? It's very, uh, you know, it definitely makes people weary of like bringing up important topics. I think it's tough also because it's like no matter what, like everyone's at the mercy of the platform that they're in. So mm-hmm. it's like you can make stuff and you can like amass a following and have this platform to talk about stuff and it could literally be taken away from you at any moment, which oh, I think is. <laughs> I understand completely being shadow banned at the moment. It's like my reach went from like 80,000 accounts to like 1000 accounts in like one week Damn. and you know and then like you're depressed because like something's been t- your voice has been taken away from you and they're punishing you for like breaking a community guideline but at the same time it's like what happens when you do that to someone that's not using that for money purposes and you're literally taking away their hobby from them like causing more depression and like you know a lot of people on meme accounts it's like their meme platform is like all they really have going in the world yeah like even people that are huge like that's like their thing that they spend like all of their free time on and when you instagram suddenly takes that away from you whether it's for a week or two months or something like that's really hurting like people's ambition to create and like you know engage and use their platform and at the same time instagram is still profiting off of all the the follows and likes that those people are generating yeah uh, I mean, we're 
with the product. <laughs> As someone going going through it, I'm I'm you know Instagram in my feels about it right now. Instagram delivers people by Richard Sarah, <laughs> video art piece. All right. Well, uh, I don't think we found any answers about what will happen with the meme union, but it seems like it's an idea in its infancy. And at the very least, I am interested to see where it goes and that, uh, the, that, you know, content creation in that way should be looked at like in that light it should be protected i was actually yeah. wondering if you were interested to see how it goes so yeah. well i'm for, glad i was able to preemptively answer your question that. yeah, yeah. I, was really, I can finally sit I back in sure. my chair i was yeah. on the edge of, edge <laughs> yeah, of the seat for a second see, yeah. i almost fell on the ground yeah jeff is just sweating i'm profusely. like i'm basically sitting in the chair position without a chair yes <laughs> yeah. like legs locked yeah. But yeah, so we're at we're You're at ready that to time. be painted. I'm yeah, I'm ready to be fucking painted. So like, reach yeah. out. Uh, I would love like an Android girl, uh, Android girl portrait would be yeah. awesome. She's great, and she got shouted out last night for Addie's. Oh yeah, famous default. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at the uh, the Atlanta house when Addie received that package in the mail, and it was very joyous. Wow, in a, in October. But yeah, very talented. If uh, Android Girl hears this and wants to paint me sitting in, in a chair in that the doesn't chair exist, squat position, uh, D- DM me. Yeah. You know, we'll work it out. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, we got plug time. Uh, Jensen, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, org, Decolonize Pitchfork. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, Threadless.com. No. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck a t-shirt. Fuck, fuck threadless. a t-shirt. This pod is anti-threadless.com. You despite what we've said in previous ass crisis t-shirt though. The time crisis one with oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. that is very good. Thanks. So yeah, if you're gonna buy Threadless, only buy that shirt. <laughs> Just that shirt. So I got Just nothing. I got nothing shirt. to plug. I don't think we got any individual plugs. We don't need plug really. anymore on here, buddy. Okay. So. You went too long last time. All right. So thanks for listening. And this is our very brief plug segment with no actual plugs. No plugs, but I'm going to plug 420, blaze it, plug weed, buy weed, plug it up, smoke it. Uh, Happy holidays and fucking blaze it. (laughs) (laughs) Bubbles. That was really good sound design. That was the bomb. I always thought we were going to have some sound design (laughs) moments. That's super important. I'm like, you know, I'm like, Rozel of like weed yeah. sounds. Sure. Really <laughs> nice. Yeah, clearly we should definitely sample I killed that. It. Yeah, it was a good false ending. Right, it was there. a false yeah. ending because yeah. we are still recording. We're this still recording. Re- okay. All right. Sorry, now yeah. that all the fake heads have logged off, this is the real podcast starting right yeah. now. Thanks <laughs> for watching. Yeah. The only welcome thing, everybody. The, the only thing I have to say is that uh, up until now, uh, it has been gamers who have been rising up. Mm-hmm. But uh, this weekend, it is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who's rising Ooh, up. That's very true. So that's Rise all up, I have to say. Um, you know, player one. Jesus respond. <laughs> Jesus respond. Yeah, Jesus has that needler. <laughs> yeah. Dual needlers. Yeah, dual needlers. Fucking In a warthog. Yeah. <laughs> like mad S's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the look on Pontius Pilate's face <laughs> as Jesus rode up like in the blood gulch in a warthog yeah. with dual needlers. Yeah. Just, I was like trying to think of last night was like we were talking about what E equals MC squared is and you're like Master Chief and that shit was mad. <laughs> As someone that played a lot of Halo that was terrible at it yeah. my friends are like why are you running in circles and shooting at nothing and I'm like I don't know because you made me play this game but like Master Chief sick. Yeah. Very tight. Master Chief is Jesus Christ. All right. That's the podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.